need to wind and slide, need to lose up. Have some wine and join us on the Whiny Palooza podcast with Rebecca Green. Welcome to the Whiny Palooza podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Green. I'm a wife, mother of three, and licensed clinical social worker. I also have three fur babies at home, too. My passion has always been to help children and their families. I always dreamed of being a wife and a mother. Parents are always learning through their struggles, failures, and successes and joys. I am no stranger to this wild ride of parenting, and I know behind every great parent lies a team of supportive friends and family. I want to be part of your support system. I want you to know that you are not alone. We are in this parenting world together. Join me every week for insightful discussions with experts on parenting and marriage, as well as other parents who have found the secret to successes in parenthood. You'll learn tips and tricks to make life with your family better than ever. I hope you will follow along with me while we dive into what it takes to achieve a happy family. Hello, everybody. Happy Whining Palooza Wednesday. No need to... No need to wine and whiny flus on Wednesday. Have some wine and join us on whiny flus on Wednesday with the Green family. Thank you, honey. Mm-hmm. I was telling Ella how much older she looks with her braces. Do you think so, Daddy? Yes. I think she looks older. Are you getting older? Yeah. Yeah. Day by day. Um, let me tell you that... I have a teenager without telling you that I have a teenager. Somebody and her friend were going through my TikToks making fun of me today. (laughs) (laughs) That's something your teenager would do, don't you think, Seth? Yes. Um, Will you come back for the end, please? Yes, they're very, very busy. Busy doing their own things. How is everybody doing? How is everyone's summer? Um, We're... A tad, tiny bit late. Um, yes, we were enjoying our gorgeous hot tub. Best purchase I think we've ever made. What do you think? It's right up there on the list for sure. I really love it, and I love going in it every day. And thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's getting a little late. I guess it's time to get out and get busy. So I started to pay attention to... Um, I'm always paying attention to my friends and family and I notice the things that people say to themselves every day. Like I notice things they say out loud to me about themselves. I notice things that I say. I notice things Seth and the kids say and I thought to myself, your brain is lying to you. Like you're you're lying lying to yourself. I was like, your brain is a liar. So my topic this week is your brain is lying to you because I hear what you are telling yourself. I've literally had friends say, um, I'm trying to think of an example. I am so lazy and I'm like, she just did X, Y, and Z and she's calling herself lazy. I'm like, why? Do we talk to ourselves like this? Why are we so critical? And um, I started to go back in my days of training of cognitive behavioral therapy, and there are these ants called automatic negative thoughts. And like something happens and you automatically think something negative. And ironically, we call it ants, 
And I was like, of course it's called something negative because we don't want ants in our brain. So then I started thinking we gotta get the ants out of our brain. You have ants in your brain. You have ants in your brain. So like when you think of the negative thoughts, you can be like, ants be gone. So the more ants we have, the more come. They just keep coming. And we need to exterminate our brain, right? Exterminate the ants in our brain. That's your <laughs> next bumper sticker. <laughs> so um, we're creating neural pathways. So every time we're thinking a certain way, our brain starts to create those pathways and we start to think that way more and more and more. So there are ways to combat it. But I want to give you some examples and you all are good at this. I don't even need to give you examples, but like... I could have listed pages and pages of things I've heard people say. Um, I don't do anything right. I know this won't work out. I don't deserve this. I'm worthless. I'm worthless. I hear I'm worthless. Like, how could anybody think that they're worthless? Oh my gosh. Um, I don't contribute anything. I suck. I don't like myself. I'm never good enough. I've heard Seth say that. It's never good enough. Yeah. And I'm like... Oh, oh my God, I don't want to make him ever feel that way. Well, you're making yourself feel that way. <laughs> you're not contributing at all. Yes, I own that we make our own feelings, but there might be some external stimuli that have something to do with something. <laughs> Why does anyone love me? I know this person doesn't like me. I'm so fat. I shouldn't eat that. I'm lazy. I never say the right thing. Why did I say that? I'll never be happy. I'll never have what I want. I have no control. I'm such a failure. And like there were lists and lists and lists of more. When I start, those were the ones that I came up with. And then I started to look up ants, automatic negative thoughts. And there's lists and lists of them. And, and they if, just keep crawling. And if you go look them up, you'll see that um, you probably resonate. I mean, I resonate. I, I tell myself some of these things. And it's funny how like, we're going to talk about distortions, but like one little thing and I'll be like, I'm such a failure. I'm like, How did I just become a failure from one little thing in my day? But I will go to that place. So um, I would love to hear what you're telling yourself. Um, it sounds like from the um, Whiny Palooza mom group, it sounds like moms are resonating with these comments. And I hear moms say these comments. So I know, I hear my kids say some of this stuff. You know, like, I can't do it. I'll never do it. I'll never get this. You know, I hear my kids say stuff. And it's like we're automatically thinking stuff. And we don't have to. We can start to question things. And I think that we've talked about this so many times. But the first step to anything is identifying it, right? Awareness. So first I have to become aware of the fact that I am like this critical ant in my head. And I was like, wow, you are not so nice to yourself. You are not your ants. What? You are not your ants. Oh, I like that. You are not your ants. No, but we're all so critical of ourselves. So I want to tell you about distortions. There's like category of ants. There's category of automatic thoughts and they're called cognitive distortions. And there's there's tons and tons of them. Again, I when I was looking them up, there are so many of them, but there's four main categories that we talk about all the time. And the first one is personalizing. And I was the pro of personalization. I think I've gotten better, Seth. What do you think? Yes. I used to personalize. Like, even with you, I realized that 
like you, your mood a lot of times has nothing to do with me. Correct. It will have to do with work. It yeah. will have to do with the kids. It'll have to do with yourself. It's like rarely about me. Right, but we take it, you taking it personally and I take it personally and you're like, it wasn't about you. Oh my gosh. So what I hear frequently, and this is not just my friends, I have done this too, is like someone won't talk to you or someone will be like cranky and you'll be like, oh my God, they don't like me anymore. What did I do wrong? And it has like nothing to do with you. You had that. I remember you doing that where you were like, they didn't say hi to me in the hall when I passed them volunteering at the school and I'm like they might not have even heard you I definitely used to personalize a lot more than I do now and I think now I realize it's very forgive me it's very self-involved for us to think that everything is about us everything is not about us people have stuff going on that has nothing to do with us my kids used to get in the car in a bad mood and I would be like, why are they, I'm such a good mother. Why are they so rude to me? How could they do this to me? What did yeah. I do to them? Oh, I remember oh that. my God, I used to personalize all over the place. And I started to realize that they were, you know, obviously things were going on at school and they were like unleashing once they got in the car or, you know, taking their frustrations out on me and it had nothing to do with me. My kids' behavior rarely has anything to do with me. It's usually about something else that is upsetting them. And I heard someone today that we should say that we should always be curious. And like, no matter what Seth does or the kids do, do or my friends do, it's like, be curious about like, why is this person doing this? And nine out of 10 times, 9.5 out of 10 times, it has nothing to do with you. I mean, there was a woman who was super cranky and she was like, I didn't sleep last night. She was cranky because she was tired. It didn't have anything to do with any of the women around her. And the women around her, how many of them were thinking, what did I do? Did I piss her off? Did I upset her? So personalization is a huge one that we all do. And it's a total distortion. It usually has nothing to do with us. Um, the whole, oh, she doesn't like me anymore. That's like the biggest one. Um, okay. Filtering. <laughs> Not social media filters. Seth, you can't stand this. I have done this to you so many times. Um, Seth will do one thing, like one thing to upset me. One little thing. And I will be like, this is a horrible day. Oh my God, the re weekend is ruined. I'm like, really? I did the dishes. I made the kids breakfast. I made the kids lunch. I ran them all the places. And you found I didn't put the lid on the dishwasher right. So you're pissed off and now it's all over. Okay, well, so that was not the correct example. Sorry, go ahead. I, I know See, you're... I'm personalizing. <laughs> oh, Melissa's here with her hearts. Melissa, I love when you show up with your hearts. Um, yeah, so, so Seth will do like 15 things right on a Saturday. One thing will go wrong and I'll filter out all the negative stuff and I'll be like, it's horrible. Our marriage is terrible. The house is terrible. The day is terrible. Like, come on. Okay, for the record, I don't think you've ever said our marriage is terrible. You you have said the other stuff. <laughs> I'll be Maybe like, filtering and I, only the no, you know what? I don't tend to throw our marriage under the bus, but what I do tend to do is be like, this day is terrible. Yeah, it was a disaster. It's ruined. <laughs> the day is terrible for one thing. It's so, a horrible 
horrible weekend. Okay. Like, I had a good time. I don't know what's going on in your world. So, like, even my friends will tell me, like, one thing that, you know, a relative did wrong or a friend did wrong or their spouse did wrong. Okay, well, that's one thing. What about the 10 things they did right that day? And, you know, let's not filter out all the positive and focus on the negative. It's just one thing or it's just two things. I see you made it two things well, sometimes it's a couple things. It's, there might be ten things right, and there might be a couple thing, a couple minor things, and we don't have to like filter out all that good stuff. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. So can, filter out the bad stuff. We should we should look for the good. Yes. I think that what you look for, you will find. Yes, I think that we can purposely look for ways to lift ourselves up, look for ways to be happy, like find ways to find the pink in our life. Yes. Right? I My favorite color is pink. So Seth and I have a joke that I think the world is pink. Instead of seeing shades of gray or black and white, Rebecca sees shades of pink. Okay, so we're, we're moving to polarizing, which is another distortion. And polarizing, so Seth and I have been working on polarizing for 18 years. Hi, Sandy! Um, polarizing. Polarizing, sorry. Distracting. Friend! I see a friend. I see a friend. Okay, so. Polarizing. Okay, so we've been together for like 18 years, right? Yes. And we've been working on Seth's black and white thinking. And the only reason I know this is because I studied it. I wouldn't have known that the black and white thinking was wrong unless wrong in quotes. I know. I know. I wouldn't have known. Like the world is gray. I've been trying to teach Seth. Seth, have I made progress? Yeah, I did. We just. I, this was in my wedding speech to you. Okay, so I literally sang, rewrote the song. I never saw blue like that, and made it pink. So what Seth and I joke about is yes. that you should take your favorite color, and so Seth's favorite color is blue. Yes. So Seth's world should be painted blue. My world should be painted pink. It's technically supposed to be the gray areas of life because life is not black and white. So we don't want to see things. I'm trying to think of an example. I swear I wrote an example down. Um, oh, you know what I use is the always should, the always never statements. Like I'll say to Seth, you never do that or you always do this. And he's like, always? Really? I always do this? And he does not always go well when I challenge her statement and say, really? 18 years, I have always done this wrong every single time. Okay, so I don't like when you do the really, always. I don't like, obviously, I need you to, like, remind me not to use the words. I really focus on on avoiding the words always and never. Except positive, like, I will always love you. I will never not love you. Well, oh, well, always, never, and shoulds. Those are three words that we want to remove from our language. So, with the polarizing... When I say to Seth, you always do this. Yep, that is very it's, it's not accurate. It's not accurate. It's not nice. And I'm polarizing. So we want to get rid of the black and white thinking. And we want to bring in the gray or pink or whatever color you like. Yes. Right? Camouflage. <laughs> I forgot one. Catastrophizing. Oh, my God. Women are so good at this. Forgive me, women. I, I'll throw myself under the bus. I'm good at this. So I need Seth. Like, I need his... Calm, rational, logical brain. Um, I remind you of that. Well, I'm, I was watching a TV show, Ultimate Girls Trip. Housewives. Housewives. And they were playing a game. And the woman's question was, what does your 
husband not understand about you? <laughs> she goes that I'm a woman and that I have hormones and that life isn't linear. But, and she's 100% accurate. We're women and we're hormonal and we're all over the place. I texted my friend and I'm like, I'm so emotional and hormonal. Like I'm all over the place. And Seth is very calm and rational and logical. And like, if the kids are sick, I'm like, oh my God, they have a temperature. Oh my God. Like I'm like in like mommy panic. Yes. Oh my God. Like I hate, I hate when my kids are sick. I mean, kids get sick. Get used to it. It's been 15 years. Like I should get used to it already. You should. And Seth is like. She said it on video. Seth is like, they're fine. They're going to wake up better tomorrow. They just need some sleep. Like he's so like calm. You know, we still have our baby monitor. <laughs> and. Ella is, um, I don't want to say she's notorious. I, I feel bad saying this, but you know, once or twice a year, she may get a stomach bug and I set up the baby monitor. I'm laughing, but I really do need it. And I put the camera on her and I put the noise, the sound thing in my room so that when I'm sleeping, if she pukes, I know so that I can go help her. But he sleeps through the night, isn't worried. Like if Ella's puking, I'm like up the whole, whole night listening for her and he's calm as a cucumber. Anyway, so we don't want to catastrophize. Um, the world is going to end. <laughs> their calmness aggravates us more. You know what? Depends. It adds. interesting okay, point. You that... should be grateful for it. <laughs> okay. So... You need it. At least she does. I can't speak for anybody else. Okay, so I absolutely agree that sometimes I'm like, he never gets worked up. It's so annoying. But I know that you, I... You have made progress about that. I used to get... Oh, she's like, why don't you get mad? I'm like, do you really want me to make you worse? Yes! I don't... Uh, no fun if you don't fight! <laughs> Seriously? Like throwing darts at Jello. I don't do that anymore. No, thank you. You've done a lot. I appreciate that. Well, 18 years together, I hope... that That is a whole... That is a whole topic, Seth. Yeah, 18 years together, what has changed? What has improved? That should be next week. Uh, <laughs> or not? Well, you already have planned. I had a plan. I had. I always ruin the plan. You should never do that. By the way, the plan is set. You can't change the plan except I, you're a woman and you're flexible and you can always change your mind. Oh my god! Did I get that right. Okay, so you're hysterical, but I am very flexible. I know that's. I am less flexible than you, and I've been working on being more. I flexible. take pride in being flexible. To the point of you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> Your we are totally off topic, but yes. Seth likes things. Seth likes to know what's going to happen at all times. Oh, crap. That's probably where Max gets it from. Oh, jeez. I need to know the plan. You can't tell, spring it on me that it's 9 a.m. and in two hours we're going somewhere. Like, no. I needed time to prepare. No, but. That's not me. I'm not No, that but bad. that's not nice of me to say to him, oh, we're leaving. Get your shoes on. Like, I should tell him, like, this is the agenda for the day. Like, we're going to go do something together. I should tell him so anyways more flexible like his mother so i i changed i changed my mind i am not always predictable and we, always <laughs> yeah, i thought you weren't using that you're never predictable <laughs> i thought we weren't using that word either oh crap i did it again i'm sorry okay, See, so, i'm always doing that okay so catastrophizing my husband is like that too. I think women, well, no, there's probably w rigid women. There are and rigid. calm women. There are I'm calm. I'm not married to either of them. You're, you're not married to a rigid woman and you're not married to a calm woman. Nope. But, but, 
18 year ago me to to me today is a lot calmer. Yes, you have, we have both grown a lot. I don't think calm is a word I would use to ever describe myself, but maybe one day. <laughs> you, don't, you don't even know what nothing. You know you can you be You could do it, honey. No, you can be honest. You can be honest. You don't have to worry about what you say. You can be honest and say what? You can be honest and say no, you're not calm. Calm is not one of my strengths. I have strengths. Lots of them. I, I just talked to Melissa. Um, Melissa and I, I got to interview her yesterday, and we talked all about summer organization. And I said to her, you, I'm using your strengths. You're super organized. You love to organize. Not You're one, of, not, one of, not one of my strengths. I mean, I know what my strengths are. Amen. So catastrophizing is something that we do. We think the worst. I think it's good. There are good reasons why we distort. There are things that we get out of it. We like prepare ourselves for what could happen. We avoid disappointment. Stop. I'm there's I'm serious. Let well, me, like let when Max says my head hurts, you're like, oh my god, what if something's wrong? No, I do not. I do not. Now you're exaggerating. Okay. Now you're exaggerating. Okay. I'm exaggerating. Just a little bit. Max gets a headache when he's sick. That's normal. Like, I know that when Max is sick, his head tends to hurt. I know when Ella's sick, she tends to puke. They all, all of them tend to get different stuff. I have noticed that. Yes. Whew. Now you're making me all hot and sweaty over here. Okay. Yes, it's all my fault. So, distortions serve a purpose. They prepare us. They help us avoid disappointment. They help us learn to problem solve. Sometimes to reduce people's anxiety, I will talk to them about what is the worst possible, like let's distort all over the place. What is the worst possible scenario? We're all gonna die. And then we can prepare for that. Oh, I'm not dead yet. Well, that's dead. not the example that I was thinking. <laughs> what example were you thinking of, honey? Um, well, if we're anxious about something, what are we anxious yes. about? What is what are we distorting about? What are we having automatic negative thoughts about? And let's prep for the worst case scenario. That'll make you feel better. That'll reduce your anxiety. Okay? But how do we how do we avoid distortions and how do we reduce ants? Ants yes. automatic negative thoughts. Yes. So it's got an S, can it be automatic negative thought syndrome? And now it's a syndrome. Ants need better marketing. <laughs> what am I, what am I going to do with you? You're so you always love me forever. Yes. So how can we combat negative thinking? I told you the first step is to start to notice it. Start to be aware of yourself. Start to be curious. Start to question your brain. We don't have to always take everything we say for face value. Our brain lies to us. Our brain is not always telling us the truth. It is neural pathways that we have created to create continued lies to ourselves. So let's rewire our brain and create better neural pathways. So first we have to identify it. Then we have to start to question it. Is what you're thinking accurate? Do you have evidence to prove that you are accurate? Start to think about it more objectively. Start to take all of the emotion and irrationalness out of it and start to think logically. You're good at that. Yes. Sometimes he helps me with my negative thoughts. Sometimes. 
Okay. Not always. Start to ask questions. What would I tell somebody else in this situation? Would I ever tell anyone else what I am telling myself? We have so much compassion and love for everybody in our life except ourselves. And, and we have to grow our own self-love and our own self-compassion. Have some compassion for yourself and start to treat yourself like you treat others. What would you tell your friend in this situation? What would you tell your child? What would you tell your spouse? What would your spouse tell you? What would your parents tell you? And would, would everybody else say the same thing? If you started questioning your friends, would they agree, okay, I'm so fat, I'm so lazy. Use those, some of those negative thoughts. Would your friends tell you that you're lazy? Would your spouse tell you that you're lazy? You work harder than anybody I know. Well, and the other thing with that comment is, I, I sit on the couch, and let's say that I read or I put on the TV or whatever I do. Okay, I ran the kids from 8.45 until 2, no, what time did I get home with Ella? Like five o'clock? Yeah, home when I got home. Okay, so I ran the kids all day back and forth to all their stuff. And I'm so glad that they have stuff and I'm so glad that they're happy, but I was freaking exhausted. And I said, number one, I'm not cooking dinner. I, I just don't have it in me today. And number two, I want to sit down. I need to sit down. Like, that's okay. I don't need to go do the huge mound of dishes. I don't need to go tackle the laundry. Like, I'm tired. I, it's okay. I have start, stopped judging myself for sitting down. I don't tell myself I'm lazy. I don't tell myself that I need to get up. Like, what would other people tell you? See, he's helpful because I would say things like, I need to get up and get stuff done. And he would say, no, you need to sit. I made you go sit and I did the dishes. I was, tried to do it and I literally physically made you go sit on the couch. So I, so I sat on the couch for a little while and then I mustered up the strength to go to the kitchen to do the dishes. And Seth shooed me out of the kitchen and was like, I'm gonna do the dishes, go sit down. Like he's supportive yes. and he wants me to sit. Yes. So, so start thinking about what would your spouse tell you? What would your friends tell you? Stop criticizing everything that you do. My friend said today that her biggest thing is that she tells herself that she talks too much. Oh my God, I love talking to her. I love that she has things to say. I value what she has to say. I told her that I listened to my podcast and I heard myself laughing over and over and I was like, Oh my God, stop laughing. <laughs> That's what I said. Didn't listen to the content. That's not very nice to okay, yourself. Well, you were having a good time. You were obviously amused. Okay, so I... You have a wonderful laugh. I laugh a lot. That's good. And I... So it is wonderful. And I own it. It's who I am. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to like stifle my laughter. Like it just like bubbles out. So I'm listening to my podcast and I... I tend to listen because I want to hear what like I want to hear what the person had to say. I take it in better when I listen. And um I also want to like critique myself. I'm in quotes because I can always do better, okay? Yes. Well, I didn't know that my thought my automatic thought was going to be, "Oh my god, you laugh so much." That's an ant. And then a woman said to me, "I just listened to your podcast." 
and your laughter warms my heart. Aww. And I was like, tell me that wasn't like heavenly scent, that yeah. here I am criticizing, criticizing myself. myself, and she's telling me that she loved it and it warmed her heart. Like we're so hard on ourselves, and it isn't even accurate information. I'm so stupid. Oh my God, I have heard Lily say, I'm so stupid. It's hardest when we hear our kids do it, okay? She, I, I feel for the youngest children. I'm an oldest, so I don't know what it's like. Seth totally relates to her and understands this. She has two older siblings that she has to live up to, okay? She, does not. she thinks she does. Right. She thinks she does. And I am like, Lily, you are the hardest worker I know. Look at this beautiful story that you wrote. Don't you ever call yourself stupid. That is not accurate. So we can help our kids too. And, you know, I had a woman today say that um, she hears her kids with the negative thoughts. And what's so great about that and the position that we are in is that when I was a kid, I didn't really know how to fix it. And now I do. So I can help myself and I can help my kids and my husband and I can hear them and I can hear what they're saying and I can help train their brain to speak nicer to themselves. <laughs> I love your laugh. Yes, I too hate it when I hear my boys say they're stupid dumb. Oh, it's so hard. The um, I don't let them say I'm fat. I do not let them say that. I'm like, that is a word we just do not say. Your body is beautiful and strong and healthy. Like, I really focus on the self-love and the body image issues that I wish that I had known how to work on when I was a kid. So we can help ourselves and we can help our kids. So start questioning yourself. Start thinking what other people would say to you, what you would say to other people. Start to think about the facts. Do you have, do you have facts to support what you're thinking? Because I'm guessing that you don't. Nobody likes me. Now we know that's not accurate. I know that's not an accurate thought. I guarantee you I can find at least one person who likes you and she's sitting next to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, my, my friend is like, I know you don't need me. I'm like, <gasps> did she just say that? Because I really need her. <laughs> I'm like, did she really just think that? Oh my God, never say that again. I need you. I will prove it to you. I, anything that you would like to share, honey? Uh, I think you did a great job. As I said, when you showed me this, I thought this was awesome. It's super helpful. Uh, I can definitely work on my own ants and will share this with my team at work. That is awesome. So um, I know that I talked about the blog, but you can always go read it at whiningpalooza.com. I actually write out my thoughts and organize my thoughts before I talk about it. Um, my mom calls me fat and lazy. I am extremely lazy when I get home though. Yes, but you are not fat and lazy. Um, hello, can you like, can you compare yourself to the world and like how actually thin that you are? I can't even believe that your mother would have the audacity to call you fat and lazy. That's not about you, that's about your mom. That's an issue she's having. 100%. Not about you. You also um, work very hard and have the right to come home from work and be lazy. You know? Okay, no, 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 no. We're removing that word. 
She works very hard, and she has the right to sit down and relax rest. when she comes home. And that is rest. not lazy. That is called self-care and very yes. important. You are a better mother and significant other because you take care of yourself. The culture you're from. The culture you're from still would not consider you fat. I'm sorry. I know the culture you're from. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> there's, there, there's nobody on the planet who would label you that. I don't even know if you know, Kate. But I will, I take a nap every day. Do you know That's how awesome, awesome that nap is? Naps, day. Kate, naps are good for you. We should all, be, uh, the research, I used to give. The siesta in Mexico, right? I used go to, home for lunch, take a nap, go back to work. I used to give Seth's dad such a hard time for taking naps. And um, it, now I know that he's right and I'm wrong. And we should all be taking naps. It's really good for us. You're tired when you get home, not lazy. Yes, and we're tired, and we need rest. We need to reset and regroup. Yes. My whoop, I'm wearing a whoop, W-H-O-O-P. It measures my, um, what is it called? Rest restoration? What recovery. Is recovery. I lost the word, honey. So it measures every day how am I recovering from the day from before. The day before. The, and it measures like, how much you strain. If we... Um, strain too much our body needs to recover so we need to learn to take care of ourselves and we push ourselves too much so start reframing what you're telling yourself and when you say I'm lazy I need a nap you say no I'm tired and I need to rest and recover and <laughs> you think of me telling you that you need to rest and recover yes do not let go of your naps I, I actually have fallen asleep a couple times on the couch and surprised myself. I think we all need more naps. And even, honestly, even 10 minutes makes me feel so much better. Yes. So please remember that your brain lies to you. Don't believe everything that you think. Question yourself. Give yourself self-love and compassion. Start Try to see the world in your favorite color. Let's not see it as dreary. Let's see it as, you know, yellow. Mandatory naps for all. I vote for that. <laughs> okay. Well, who's on the podcast this week? I think it's I think it's me. I think it's just me. Just this, you? It's never I, just I think it's you. just me this you week. You never say just. I think it's me talking about the summer. Next week is Melissa talking about summer organization. I have some more awesome people lined up, so I have good stuff coming. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope that your summer is going well, and I hope that you get rest and recovery and that you start to question your brain. And I don't know where Ella is. Ella, you're here. Right Ready to go. She's here. Oh, Kate, I love you back. Lots of hugs. Oh, wow. Okay, honey, sing us out. Thank you for watching. <coughs> Thank you for watching, honey. It's a Wednesday with the Green Family. Oh, I admire you right back. It's coming right back to you. Send them lots of hugs. Lots of hugs and loves from the Greens. We love you guys. Have a great week. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to the Whiny Palooza podcast. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. While you are there, leave a review. I love to hear your feedback. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. 
To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.